I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Love of the Star. 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 Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He is also the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network pre- and post-game co-host. And Brian, when we were leaving things off the other night, the Jets and the Bills were about to kick off. And we were talking a lot about, you know, oh, the, you know, the we'll find out some stuff about the Jets and the Bills tonight. We'll get to preview Aaron Rodgers a little bit, see where he is. And uh, it, it was just four snaps. That's all he made it into the twenty. And then snap. Season. Yeah, four snaps and, and it, snap. <laughs> yeah, and then it was yeah. the snap of the Achilles. Yeah. Uh, and he is out for the year now. Zach Wilson is in his place. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy was asked about it at his press conference on Wednesday as we record this on Wednesday night. And, um, you know, like everybody, uh, Jerry Jones included on Tuesday, talking about how much they feel for Aaron Rodgers, how disappointing it is. Uh, So the Cowboys will get a look at Zach Wilson in this game coming up on Sunday. Uh, Just some of your general thoughts, I guess, on on the Rodgers situation and now Wilson having to step in and uh, us getting robbed of the McCarthy-Rodgers showdown. Well, I'll tell you what, it's it's terrible news for – the New York Jets and you know the it's sometimes you know you get to a point where you're trying your best after you know last year what they were dealing with with uh you know their the lack of offense and you know it, it was Zach Wilson the struggles that he had as a you know as a young quarterback and you know it's you're just it's one of those things where you feel like you just if you're the Jets you just can't catch a break with your uh, with your roster, and you know you you look at it as uh, you know you lost those games last year. It was, there were some tough games. You said, okay, we're going to make a commitment here. We we busted. Well, I don't know if we busted yet. When I say the word bust for Zach Wilson, you know, we'll see how he plays this year. Maybe. You know, maybe learning with under Aaron Rodgers this summer, maybe it helped him with some professionalism. Maybe it helped him with preparation. Maybe it helped him, you know, kind of have a better understanding of how he needs to go about, you know, his job. And 
you know, last year there were some comments coming out of New York that seemed very selfish, very, you know, it's not my problem kind of a thing. And, you know, here you are, you're, you got a defense that's finding ways to, you know, you're losing games 10 to 6 and, <laughs> you know, crazy ways to lose. But the fact that you, you spent the second overall pick, it doesn't look good. And then you give up a potential first-round pick, which now will be a second-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. And then everything, all the momentum that you had built – going into the season, you know, with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, and now that's completely gone by the wayside. And now there's no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers will even be back, you know, at you know 39 years old and a very difficult injury to have to deal with and come back from. And we've seen guys like Dan Marino and others that have tried. It just doesn't look as pretty. The mobility, what's the one thing that Aaron Rodgers is really good at? <laughs> the mobility, the, uh, the ability to move in the pocket, the, the the ability the ability to the elusiveness that he has. But if you're the Jets, you just have to like what did we do wrong here? What did we what did we do that made somebody mad to where we're not you know, we're dealing with uh you know, now you have to go back and you have to, you know, put your arm around Zach Wilson and hug him and tell him, man, hey, all these things that, you know, we loved about Aaron Rodgers and we're sorry that, you know, that we were so mean to you, but you're our guy now. You know, we thought about you as the second overall pick, and you know, you need to find a way to go make some plays for us. And kind of a kind of a rough situation all around. But man, that's that's a it's a good team. I mean, as a good team, especially on defense, is a good team. And uh, you know, I think their defense is once again will hold them in a lot of games. And maybe Zach Wilson has learned something from year one to year two. Yeah, and we'll dive into a uh, a more in-depth preview of what the Jets look like this year, what they have outside of just Aaron Rodgers, maybe what to expect from Zach Wilson in this game. Um, but, you know, some additional updates out of the star on Wednesday. Uh, it's interesting. They had a walkthrough, so the injury report was just a projection of, of what their participation would have been if they were in a full practice. And you had Tyler Smith, DNP, Donovan Wilson, DNP, and then interesting addition there, it's Brandon Cooks with a knee issue, yeah. also DNP. Now, you know, Mike McCarthy seemed a little bit cagey about it. He, he didn't seem terribly concerned, but he also, the way he does, he, he likes to conceal a lot. He doesn't like to tip off very much. Um, and so it's a little murky what's going on with Cooks at this point, but I didn't sense overwhelming panic or anything like that. I, I didn't sense... A, a real concern the same way that we have with some of these other injuries when we've heard him talk about them. Um, tomorrow will be a big day. Thursday will be a big day. When you guys are listening to this on Thursday, that's going to be a big day to see, okay, now that we're out here at practice and there's a real practice here, what is Brandon Cooks's level of participation? Um, but Brian, is this, you know, kind of knowing what you know about the Jets defense, which we'll dive into here in just a second, um, how important would it be for for the Cowboys or, or for the Jets, I guess, on their side, if Brandon Cooks were to miss this game? I think it would be huge for the Jets because I feel like that Brandon Cooks, he showed you something the other night in that football game as a route runner, as an ability to finish. Where did Dak go on the fourth down play? He went to Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks was able to make a play. Brandon Cooks was able to draw – uh, a, a pass interference, uh, you know, for a big gain. You know, Brandon Cooks is the type of guy that looked like to me when you were watching him in, in OTAs and the training camps and practices like that, that 
Dak Prescott was growing a with uh, was growing a rapport with him. That the ball that he was, you throw it to Brandon Cooks, good things were going to happen. And so uh, this is this is big for the Cowboys if in fact it that Brandon Cooks is will be you know limited in any single way. Uh, but uh, I kind of feel like though that you know it, man, if this is one of the things that happened in week six, week seven. You'd be kind of thinking, oh, it's a wear and tear. It's just, you know, him running a lot, him maybe taking a hit. You know, it's, but, you know, in week two, and some of the things that have happened to Brandon Cooks, you know, he's missed time throughout his career at various points. And so you're, you know, but a lot of that has been maybe some soft tissue injury things that he's had to deal with. But yeah, this, this would be a, if, if Brandon Cooks wasn't, a participant in this game or it was very limited in the way that he participated, uh, that would be a a, a big uh, that would be something that I'm sure the Jets would be okay with, and the Cowboys on their other hand would be like, okay, how do we replace somebody that we know can is going to battle? Not that the receivers won't battle, you know, uh, you know Sauce Gardner, you know, sure. and and others, you know, there, but you know, and and they've and they've got a they've got a really good secondary. I mean, if you if you really you know as you break it down. So I, I just kind of feel like this, it would be a it would be a it would be a big big loss if 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 he wasn't part of what your game plan was. Do you have Cooks ahead of Gallup at this point for this team? Yes, yeah, I do, I do. And I even asked the question the other day on 105.3 The Fan on the G Bag Nation is do you do you anticipate Brandon Cooks even taking more reps away or more um, not snaps but more uh, targets? away from C.D. Lamb. And just because of some of the things that, you know, and, and my guys were, well, I kind of feel like, though, there's there's probably enough to go around. But I, I, I'm, I'm totally on board on what Brandon Cooks does. I, I, think, I think Brandon Cooks, like, I think the thing with, with, with Michael Gallup is, you know, I think Michael Gallup is fine. I think he, you know, the other day in the game, uh, you know, he had the one catch, you know, and start the second half. I thought that was good. Uh, he's once again he's got that ability to make plays along the sidelines if necessary. But this Brandon Cooks is I think Brandon Cooks is for real, and so I hope he's I hope he's healthy enough to play in this game this weekend. Now I mentioned there that Donovan Wilson, Tyler Smith, they were also DNP. What I thought was really interesting was I, I don't know about you, Brian, but. Didn't you feel like heading into last week, the Giants game, that Tyler Smith was closer than Donovan Wilson was to playing in that Giants game? That's how I, I felt. I think I think there's some I think there's some manipulation going on, I, and I know it's a walk through practice and projections and all that. I, I think Cause, that cause, yeah, because McCarthy. Just to clarify for for anybody listening, McCarthy did say on Wednesday said Wilson is ahead of Tyler Smith. Which yeah, and and and, 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 and there, you know, there's some gamesmanship going on there, and, and that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I just, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that that both Wilson and I, I really, you know, just having an understanding about how. I, I think Jerry Jones was not telling you guys. Uh, I think he was telling you guys the truth of how those guys were on the cusp of playing the other day, and I think that's the honest assessment. Right now, I think that's the honest assessment, uh, and I I wouldn't be surprised if you know if we do see both Wilson and then also uh, Smith 
maybe being incorporated into practice a, a little bit more tomorrow. Yeah, and look, Chuma Idoga, we talked about him the other day. He did a played well. A pass. Yeah, he 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 gets a passing grade there, which is yeah. all you can really ask for. That's I all think, you can ask right now. Yep. With, with backup offensive linemen. Yeah. But I mean, how impactful do you think it is to get Tyler Smith back into the lineup? What kind of a jump is that from Idoga? Well, the thing that Adoga and the I think the reason that Adoga played well the other day is because of the way that the Giants rush their defensive tackles. I think that Adoga understands that he's a power player. Uh, he's, you know, that fits more into his role of how he blocks. We saw him on the edge in space and having to deal with quickness and all that. That was a problem. And I think the Giants were, I think they were right in his wheelhouse with the way that he was able to, or with the way he was able to handle their rush. It's a little different now when you start to talk about Quentin Jefferson and you start to talk about Quentin Williams and the way that those guys rush, the way those inside guys rush the passer and the, the way they play the run. Uh, they're, they're players that are good on the move. Uh, they're good side to side lateral players they're quick up the field they attack gaps sometimes you catch them on a slant uh, and they're able to kind of make some plays so Jefferson and Williams both are going to be a little bit different than what the Cowboys faced against the Giants and I kind of feel like that having Tyler Smith in there would probably make you a little bit better equipped to handle Big inside guys that also have movement. Whereas yeah, a, Doga, a good athlete. With yeah, power. where a Doga might not. Where a Doga can handle a guy that will bull rush him, but can he handle the guy that's can make himself small and get through the hole like a, a Quinn and Williams can? Quinn and Williams can quickly get up the field, make himself a little small, and then get back in on the play and kind of get his shoulder underneath and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, just to you know, it, it's it's it having. Tyler Smith back in there would, I think, make a big, big difference for them. We'll have more on those injuries uh, when we talk to you guys again later this week. Uh, fingers crossed as they enter this Thursday practice uh, that you'll you'll be able to see a little bit more involvement there. But like Brian pointed out, Jerry Jones told us on 105 through the fan yeah. this week that those guys were on the cusp. Uh, I would take I, him I to his right. word. I would take yeah. him to his word on that one. I really would. Yeah. I, th I think that that's a reasonable expectation. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian. So you, you've referenced a little bit some of this uh, Jets defense. Yeah. I think they're going to take up the majority of the time here uh, for us as we kind of take a look at, ahead at the Jets and preview them a little bit. Let's quickly just kind of touch on a little bit of the aspects of the offense, which we don't know a ton about um, how it's going to look at this point because it's Zach Wilson in there. Right. Um, you know, Zach Wilson stepped in to a Aaron Rodgers game plan uh, against the Bills the other night, and and so we don't know if it's going to look exactly the same. Uh, some of my just broad takeaways, and again, just kind of broad brushing this one a little bit uh, until we understand a little bit more of the particulars with, with Wilson. Uh, I, I mean, everything you've heard about the Jets struggling to pass protect is absolutely true. Um, that's an offensive line that that has problems keeping their quarterback upright. There's going to be a lot of pressure up there. Um, you know, I think that what they have on the right side of the line with Becton and Vera Tucker, um, what I saw in week one were two guys who can run block really well, but I think there's some real vulnerability to the pass rush on that side. Um, whereas maybe on the, the other side of the line with a guy like Lakin Tomlinson inside at uh, guard, he feels a little bit better in pass protection than he does, you know, run block. And it feels like he, right. he has trouble, uh, you know, getting things done in the run game. But offensive line, a question. They have talented players. You know, Randall Cobb's still a savvy veteran. Garrett Wilson is a really impressive young receiver. Brees Hall, I, I mean, he looks like everything we expected he would be when he was coming out of Iowa State. Uh, you know, they've got Dalvin Cook in there now, um, who has had a lot of success against the Cowboys throughout his career. And while I know what the narrative is around Zach Wilson, uh, one of the other narratives surrounding him that that people maybe don't, you know, have in their consciousness as much because of all the criticism is the guy has ridiculous arm talent. And, yeah. and he will, in this game, it doesn't matter how good or bad he is, I promise you there will be two or three times during the game that you go, whoa, well, that was a throw. Like, yeah. I mean, he's he does have the ability to wow you at times. It's just a matter of the consistency um, but Brian, I, I do think that, you know, if, if you're, you've got questions at quarterback and you've got questions in the ability to pass protect, uh, you know, your, your offense is, is not likely to be one of the better ones in the league, despite some talent in the running game, some talent at the skill positions and an offensive line. That's not bad at run blocking. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, I, I think you completely nailed what the jets are overall. I think you highlighted the right players. Um, I could see this. I don't know why the Jets would initially even come out and think about throwing the football unless they want to see, you know, if Garrett Wilson can get going or somebody like that. But I, I, I just feel like that they are going to take Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter, and they're going to try and do their very best to just pound out this Dallas defense and see if, in fact, that they can, you know, if, if, can can Dwayne Brown and Tomlinson and McGovern and Vera Tucker and Becton can they find some footing? Can we get in twelve personnel, thirteen personnel, and just try and really string Dallas out? You know, create some natural gaps within the uh, within the defense there, and just by alignment, and then try and run the ball up inside or get the ball to the outside. You know, if you throw the ball or try to throw the ball against this Cowboy offense – or excuse me, this Cowboy defense, you're you're putting yourself in harm's way. You really are putting yourself in the harm's way because 
they will find a way to break you down across across the offensive line. But I, I just have a feeling that it's, you know, there's going to be some second down, third down runs. You know, there's going to be, you know, if if the the thing that the real, real key for me in this game will be if the Cowboys offensively can get points, any points, make make this Jet offense have to score along with you. Because yeah. the one thing they've proven with Zach Wilson at quarterback that it's difficult to do. And so as you know, as the Cowboys and, and maybe the maybe the Jets, if they have success running the ball, you do not get that many possessions in this game. But if you find a way to when you're on offense, you find a way to score, score often, then all of a sudden the Jets can't they can't stay in that game of just running the football. They just can't. So I think it's going to be really on the Cowboys' offense to put a lot of pressure on on uh, on Zach Wilson, and then you know, and and also and have to deal in in with Nathaniel Hackett, the, the play caller, to have to figure out it because you know you you could see them just get really comfortable and like, okay, we got to run the ball, we got to run the ball, we can't expose. Uh, we can't expose our quarterback to hits. And yeah. this offensive line will give up some hits. But run blocking is a matter of coming off the ball. We saw the Giants have some success the first series of the game. And uh, for the life of me, I don't know why in the second series of the game they threw the ball three straight times. You know, and went three and out, got a sack. And from that point on, the game was pretty much, uh, you know, it was starting to go downhill for them. And then I don't the third th- series, they yeah. came out and threw it three straight times. I don't. I do not. I do not see the Jets doing that. I, I really don't. I see them getting in. You know, when they throw the ball, they'll probably get in some twelve, maybe even thirteen personnel stuff, and just try and 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 do spacing. Keep the Cowboys edge rushers wide. You know, you get in twelve personnel. You put a tackle, a tight end, and a tight end over there again, a wing. Then all of a sudden, now you've removed. One of the Cowboys' edge rushers, Micah Parsons, whoever you've removed him two, two full bodies from the ball, yeah. you know, and that's and maybe you don't have the ability to stay in front of him, but by spacing you've kept him wide enough to where he can't rush, or the ball's getting out quick before he even gets there. So I could see the the uh, the see the Jets using alignment, twelve personnel, thirteen personnel, and uh, and try and figure out ways to to maybe scheme protection for their young quarterback. Yeah, and that's not an exaggeration to say 13 personnel, Brian. I mean, you've got no. Jeremy Ruckert, Tyler Conklin, C.J. Uzama. You look at Ruckert is the third tight end. He played 18 snaps the other night. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's three guys, uh, you know, Uzama, uh, Conklin, uh, and Ruckert there, who all three of those guys can block. Um, yeah. you know, they can get the job and they got a fullback and they got a fullback too with uh with this Nick Baldwin is his name I believe and you know he they've they've got they've got bodies and I just feel like through alignment and this is where Dan Quinn I think has to be a little bit creative and has to know what's about to happen is that if you put Micah Parsons on the edge when they're in 12 or 13 personnel he is not going to be right there like he normally is over the offensive tackle. He could be two right. two gaps removed and now having to rush. I think that you'll probably see Micah Parsons be more in the middle 
more like what we saw with him and Osa. Uh, and then we'll see if uh, we'll see if the Jets kind of can figure out. Uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna slide protection to wherever Micah Parsons is. You yeah. know, they and how well how well that you know maybe even covering these two guards will put these tackles on some one on one rushes too, or you know having to deal with some one on one rush. So. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of things that you can do scheme wise. They're going to try and get you scheme wise on spacing. You need to make sure that they don't do that to you. Yeah. Now let's take a, a look at this Jets defense, which is obviously the calling card here for this football team. Uh, you know they were a really good defense last year. Robert Sala, of course, that is his mo is is on the defensive side of the ball. And man, you watch the tape of this game against the bills and they're everything they've been sold to be. Um, they, they are, they are really, really good. Uh, and, and we can go a number of different ways with this. I, I, I want to start out here. Um, the linebackers. Yeah. CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams, Quinnen Williams, brother. Yeah. And big brother, my, big brother helping little brother out there on some, some stuff for sure. Yeah. I, I I haven't I know Quincy's reputation is not as one of the the stud linebackers in the NFL, so it, it could have been a flash in the pan night. But man, the traits are there. That is a guy who he will shed blocks. He'll you know cover a lot of ground to make plays. He's a sure tackler. And Quincy Williams was incredibly impressive on tape to me, and C.J. Mosley, of course, a, a a long-standing veteran, really savvy player, high IQ football player. Those linebackers right there for the Jets are are really really good, and I think we'll we'll be able to do a lot to help neutralize some of the stuff the Cowboys maybe want to do in space with their backs. Um, maybe you know take away some of these quick throws to tight ends. Uh, that, those are two talented linebackers there. Yeah, there were 17 tackles in this game between C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams, and they are downhill players. They are good finishers. They're around the ball. Uh, the the uh, Jets play uh, a scheme very similar to the 49ers, and Mike McCarthy was asked about it. They play their front really wide. There's some spacing. They call it like a wide nine is what uh, is what they is what they have. So to me, it's you know I feel like that that the the Cowboys need to to kind of have an idea about, okay, how can we attack them in this wide nine? And when we say nine, we mean those edges playing on the outside. As far as you can get to the outside is the, is the nine hole or the, you know, yeah. when you when So that wide nine is a wide spacing defense, but you've got a, you've got a, a situation where you got linebackers that can friggin' run and get to the ball. So, you know, even if you think you have spacing inside and attack, linebackers that are, you know, if you, you could get second-level blocks, you can have a chance to hit some plays. But if you don't with that spacing, those those linemen don't get there. You know, Quinn and Williams, uh, you know, or excuse me, Quincy, uh, Quincy Williams and, and, uh, and also C.J. Mosley will go downhill and make some plays on you. Yeah, and and look, I mean, it's this is going to be. You, you mentioned the wide nine front. They do. Uh, we can shift over to the defensive line here. They do a lot of different alignments uh, yeah. with the defensive line. They'll do some wide stuff. 
They'll run, uh, you know, some under fronts. They'll, you know, and 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 couple that with a wide nine where guys like way outside. Right. Um, they they do. A you lot think of, you think you could you could pop runs inside on them, but then the way they react, they slant and or or they'll or they'll you know they'll 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 put themselves into position to to make plays. Like I say, those linebackers will step up. They have a great ability to fill those gaps. Is what they do. When you think you have an opportunity, they do a great job of closing those things off. Well, not just that. I mean, it's not just the slants. It's also you'll you'll see it frequently on tape. I'm sure it showed up for you, yeah. Brian. You'll see, you know, uh, Quentin Jefferson can be in one spot here, and then it's a second before the snap, and he slides over, and he just moves. Stim. They call that stimming. Yeah. They will, yeah. They'll, and they'll they'll hit you with that pretty frequently, where, yeah. where there's you know a lot of last second shifts, some changing some stuff around. They like to throw in, you'll see it again, on tape where it's, they don't blitz very much. It's pretty much just their front four. and That's all it is, yeah. And they're yep. comfortable. Um, and they have success doing it. But there are times where they're showing you four, and it ends up being three. And they'll drop yeah. Quentin Jefferson into a zone. Or right. Quentin Wood. I, I mean, they do a lot, of, a lot of just, you know, interesting things with that defensive line. It is a really versatile group. Um, you know, you mentioned, and they, it's a heavy rotation, too. Very Quentin heavy. That, that's the one thing that, that with Quinn and Williams, and he, they keep him fresh throughout the game because you'll see him in there. You'll see Al Woods in there. You know, they they they'll find a way to kind of work guys through that lineup. Yeah, and it, it's it's like I said, it's a very talented group. I, I think that's kind of the nucleus of what they want to do. Um, you know, kind of everything else pours out from there. One of the guys that I specifically want to talk about, and and I know you've given your mea culpa. On, on Terrence Steele now. Um, but one of the things that shows up with John Franklin Myers is the ability to play with power. And and that's a guy who, uh, you know, Terrence Steele, his, his issue at times can be power. But, you know, John Franklin Myers, he is a, a you know, bully type. He likes to, to get in the chest, bull rush, walk guys back. He's not a guy who's necessarily trying to finesse to the edge or anything else. Uh, that's... I think right now my biggest concern in the pass protection um, might be just John Franklin Myers if, if he uses his power and, and Terrence Steele has some problems with that. And I'm a big Terrence Steele fan. It's just I don't think Steele's going to be able to kind of push him upfield the same sort of way because he wants to play into your chest. Yeah, this guy, you know, he went to school at Stephen F. Austin, so he's a kid from here from Texas. And he, he's got – when he I remember him coming out of college, he has that perfect build – for like a 3-4 edge rusher when you're talking about 6-4 and 283 pounds. I mean, he, he's a guy that put on a lot of weight in college. I think it was like 50-something pounds that he put on. And so it, he, he's a good-looking player. And, you know, but he's – you can kind of use him in a couple of different spots, and he could be a little bit of a mismatch guy. The thing about him I always liked about him is how, like how he exploded, you know, off the snap. And he, I mean, yeah. the reaction and, I mean, he can, he does a great job of playing on the move too. You talk about the power and just lowering your, you know, your face and the guy and just driving, uh, driving the blocker back into, into the, into the pocket. But I mean, he, he knows, he knows how to play with that kind of, that technique. And, you know, I mean, he's a, for a guy his size and his length, he's super coordinated, you know. So I mean, he's he's not kind of a clumsy or stumbling around type of a guy, 
But man, I mean, physically, he he looks the part. He's the ideal candidate to the guy, the kind of guy you put him out there, and you just say, okay, go get that football because he's got a he's got a nose for it. He did in college, and he he does now in the NFL. He does a really good job for us, uh, you know, playing with the with the size and the ability he has. Yeah, and let's uh, let's take a look at the secondary really quickly here. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, obviously the big star from the other night, the three interception game. Um, you know, you've got Sauce Gardner, uh, who yeah. is uh, is strictly pretty much a left side player. Like he's he's staying on the left side of the formation. There's not a lot of like traveling, right? Uh, with, with Sauce Gardner. Right. Um, but you know, while everybody knows Sauce and talks about Sauce, DJ Reed is really good. Uh, the the other he's corner a, he, there, yeah. And, yeah, that's a guy that I think is, you know, DJ Reed is, is really good. Michael Carter's the nickel. If you want to talk about a place to, to you know, maybe take advantage of some things, if they are set on Lamb and Carter and that's the matchup that you get inside, that might be the one to exploit. Um, because yeah. there, there's not a lot of weaknesses here. It is a very patient, good tackling, uh, play under control, very disciplined defense. Uh, and so you're not going to find a lot of holes, but that might be one where you can find a real advantage. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Bob. I mean, to me, the, the DJ Reed is by far the, the best player that I thought. I know Sauce Gardner is what he is, but when you talk about complete player, ability to cover, ability to tackle, there's some things about Sauce Gardner that I kind of feel like that you need you could maybe take advantage of. But I'll tell you, that DJ Reed is a guy – that does a really, really, really good job when it comes to not only covering, but then also when the ball comes his direction, getting his guy on the ground. He is a physical player, and you know. But the, the, the both these guys are known as really, really good cover guys. And you mentioned Whitehead. I think Whitehead's a right player at the right time type of a guy. He was in position a couple of different times. The third interception I thought was a really, really good one. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, you need to, you know, with with these guys, you need to kind of be careful, uh, you know, if you're Dak Prescott, of making sure that uh, that you, when you're throwing the football, that you are that you are absolutely sure uh, where you where you need yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Look, to go. I, th- I think there's look, I think there's a lot of areas where you know the 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 Cowboys are not going to be able to necessarily just impose their will offensively. So when you take a look at, you know, these different things that the Cowboys are trying to accomplish now with this new West Coast scheme and the ways that they want to run the ball and do different things, uh, you know, I think that it's important to remember that, you know, this is going to be really the first opportunity uh, for the Cowboys to get this offense into place uh, and and to run this offense the way that they want to. Um, Because, you know, that first game against the Giants – they get up so big so early. Uh, that was a big boost for them. And when you look at the fact that, you know, it was a, a, a slick surface, you were dealing with the rain, I think they felt like they didn't need to necessarily put everything out there uh, and that they were still trying to fight for, you know, or, or that they were still trying to conceal some things and focus on, you know, just getting through that game, maintaining the lead, doing those sorts of things that they needed to do there. Because I, I think that when you look at the the need to establish their offense, they didn't feel like that was a priority over just maintaining the game, letting the defense win it for you against the Giants. So there's still a lot of rust to knock off. 
There's still a lot of concepts that they probably want to get into place that they want to work with. Uh, and so this will be the first time. It'll kind of be the, the, the debut for the offense in this game against the Jets. And so I, you yeah. know, you, it's, it's a hell of an opportunity or it's a hell of a challenge having to go up against this defense uh, and, and kind of debut your, your scheme here. But that's essentially what the Cowboys are going to have to do. And the Jets are going to make it very, very difficult on them. Yeah, I, I just I think this is a really, really good matchup. And I mean a good matchup in a way if you like offensive football, the Cowboys with the weapons that they have. But but the, what, what the Jets can do. You, know, you have to be able to block their front. You have to be able to find a way. I mentioned this about the, the, the corners and the, and the secondary here for the Jets. They, if Dak is indecisive on where he needs to go with this ball, if there's any bit of hesitation or any bit of I'm not sure and you just throw it and hope that maybe this is going to work out, this group will make you pay. Dallas is going to have to find ways. These guys play off coverage. They play, they play press coverage. They're very capable of, of doing a lot of different things. You know, they, they, they are comfortable with the way they play. Dak, and Dak will not be as careless as Josh Allen was with the football. I promise you he won't be that careless. But, but you have to make sure these routes, if you're going to throw a route, you have to make sure that, that, that you're accurate with the ball because any type of miss, if the ball's off, or you're in a situation where uh, you're really not sure, these guys will make you pay. That they they are that they're that good. I, I'm I'm going to say I, I will go through the season, and there's some secondaries that will challenge you. This will probably at the end of the day, when you get down to well, what's one of the best secondaries you played against this year? The New York Jets will be one of those secondaries. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you might get to the end of the season and say this is the best defense you played this year. They're, Absolutely, they're, they're yeah. really, really good. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. So let's kick around some of these questions. First one here from David Richardson. How did Damone Clark fare on Sunday night? I didn't notice him that much. Um, 
defense was very, very dominant on Sunday night. Yeah. I, I thought one of the areas where or one of the players who could have been better was Damone Clark. I thought uh, so too. The the penalty early in the game might have affected him. The, remember he got yeah. the he got the, the the unnecessary roughing penalty. The one thing about Damone Clark is he's gonna run sideline to sideline. He's gonna play downhill. The Giants really weren't in a situation where they were running the football. They ran the football the first drive, and he was on the field for that. And they, as a group, they weren't very good, you know. So Demone Clark, he had, he, had a, he had a bad read on that first. He drive. had, a, yeah, he sure did. He, he sure did. Read. He sure did. And so, you know, fortunate for the Cowboys though that it just turned into a game of rushing the passer, and they were up. So the linebackers, but Demone Clark, it probably wasn't one of his best efforts. No, and and he they're going to need him this week. They he's are. Gonna have they to, absolutely. He's going to have to be much better. You know, reading his keys, his run fits are, are going to need to be better. He just he needs to see it faster. I think is, is yeah. one of the things. I but, agree. You know, agree. there there's a lot of times where I think he's still processing, and he starts guessing a little bit. I agree uh, with you, and and that's where he can get himself into some trouble. But they really need him this week in this game. Uh, all right, next question here uh, from Daniel. How do you think they attack the Jets' defense, considering they didn't need to run many offensive plays to get in a rhythm against the Giants? Um, I, I mean, schematically, I, I think this is a game where the Cowboys would, in all likelihood, like to, you know, try some of this stuff with the run. Um, you know, they'll, they'll try and fit into some of these gaps that you talk about when they show yeah. these wide fronts. We'll yeah. see how much that works. I, you know, we referenced it a little bit, uh, you know, a few minutes ago. I think your best opportunity here is to just get CD Lamb the right matchup in the nickel, or right there in the slot. I think that's yeah. the best shot. Yeah, that that is that is a good and you know find a way. And by the way, I I got some word about it's what what Cooks is dealing with is just knee soreness. No, it's nothing. It doesn't sound like like anything major. It's just knee soreness is what okay. uh, I, I had somebody reach out to me and and tell me that so. That's what he's dealing with right now. Hopefully, he'll be able to practice tomorrow. You know, maybe he'll need another day, but it's just the soreness right now. Uh, yeah, we talked about it earlier. How do you attack the wide nine? You know, you feel like you see those big gaps and stuff. If you get blocker, if you secure down linemen, and it's a little bit harder to do because when you do get shoulder, when you do get shoulder to shoulder and or hip to hip, and you try and and you're moving, these linemen are already wide. So all of a sudden, you're moving guys. But then the linebackers running through, you don't get off in time. Sometimes this wide alignment, you just have to almost single block and push the guy out or push the guy down inside and then get up on the second level. Because, you, you know, when defenses are a little bit tighter with their splits, then you're able to kind of get hip to hip and then push that down lineman into the linebacker. So I, I have a feeling the running game is going to be about the running game is going to be about trying to attack a little bit more on the edges. But I'll tell you what, man, they've they've got some guys. And, I mean, I, I didn't even mention uh, uh, this, you know, uh, the, the our, our kid from uh, the Florida State that they drafted. Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. I, didn't, I mean, Jermaine Johnson is playing right now for Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson's probably going to play in this game. He had a back yes. issue. But they didn't want to – they didn't want to expo- expose him to short week, two games short week. So they picked this Dallas game. I, I have a feeling you're going to see Carl Lawson had seven sacks last, uh, but but with with Jermaine Jones, this is going to be a uh, 
a, uh, a situation. Jermaine Johnson, right? I'm sorry. Did yep, Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson. Johnson yep. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson. Sorry, I said Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Johnson, this is, this, is where, this is where he played, and he's got some of those traits like what you see with Tank. Hand down, stand up, run at him, hard to get the edge, got linked to him, will extend tackles for loss. You know, he's a guy that can definitely play, but, you know, get you to have to play behind the line of scrimmage. You know, keep the outside shoulder free. So, yeah, they, they've got some guys that it's kind of hard to run the ball at, but I think you're going to have to. I mean, unless you want to sit there and play, okay, we're going to block four-man, you know, four-man rush all day and then try and take our chances dealing with some corners and some safeties that are actually know how to cover on the back end. Yeah. No, I think that's dead on. Uh, next question here from Mills. I expect the Jets to go run heavy on Sunday. Could you see yeah. the D-line go extra heavy with Hankins and Mozzie both inside? How do you think they will address run heavy offenses this weekend in the future? I'd have a I, I don't think they want to have Mozzie and Hankins out there routinely for extended periods of time. I do think that they believe in Mozzie as an athlete that if he needed to get upfield and play some sort of three technique type of thing in a spot, maybe, but those are two one techniques. I, I think that Yeah, I'm not taking Osa off the field. I'm sorry. I mean no, Osa, especially after he had a career. Yes, game. I mean he's a I mean if you want to play and and Hankins did a good job of getting up the field too. But disruptive disruptive Osa, you know, disruptive beating a, a Tomlinson block and getting in the backfield and you know before the ball's hand. Listen Big inside guys, teams can get around playing against big inside guys. How do you do that? You run the ball to the edge, toss, yeah. crack, sweep, zone play, stuff like that. Having big inside guys doesn't necessarily give you the the blueprint to stop in the run consistently, especially if somebody what, – what are teams when they play Vita Vea and people like that? They don't run the ball at Vita Vea. They play yeah. the edges is what they do. They double a guy and then they'll play the edge. So I, I'm not taking I'm not taking Osa off the field because I need him attacking that that shoulder and getting in the backfield and being disrupted that way. And Hankins, I told you, Hankins played well the other day. Hankins is showing like he's got a lot more agility, maybe lost some weight along the way here, but he looks more fit and able to sustain and make plays and not get tired and get wore down. But I, I'm I, I don't 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 think necessarily having two big one techniques is controlling the running game, you know, because teams yeah. will figure out how to get the ball to the outside. And look, I'll say this: um, we talked about Hankins, we talked about Osa, we we gave those guys a lot of praise on Monday. I will say, Brian, I don't know how you felt going back and watching it. I did think Mozzie played better than I was expecting. Yep, I thought I thought that he was okay. Yep. And I'm so at, he's at, already had yeah. a, he's already had a Tristan Hill for me for anybody yeah. who's having a panic about that. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brian. Uh, last question here, and it's it's just kind of a, a fun one. It's from Ron, and Ron says, "Okay, it's kind of silly, but is there any any chance we might see Micah run the ball once or twice this year? That would be a blast." Micah, who was a stud running back in high school, and has routinely argued to get a couple snaps on offense. Uh, would you? Would you think we, we might eventually get that, a snap or two for Micah? Or is that just, nope, that asset's too important? We're not exposing No, I, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, 
we're we're sitting there having discussions of how to get Deuce Vaughn more opportunities, right? Every once in a while. So yeah, yeah, I don't think so. You're out I, on it. You, you don't. You don't. No, want I'd love to, to see it. I'd love to see it, but yeah, I'd also don't want to see Micah get tackled and take an unnecessary shot in the shoulder, or get one in the ribs, or have Let to him deal with. A kick. Let him return a kick. God, jeez, Bobby, shut up. <laughs> shut up. That's a perfect way to end this. One. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the yep. Love of the Star. We will have one more episode for you this week. We'll have picks and uh, hopefully a good handle on who will be active and inactive for this one against the Jets. Um, for Brian Broaddus, I am Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.